T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The NFL news that we got to pass along. Uh, one less head coach opening in the NFL. Frank Reich is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Woo! It's the pulse! With Frank Reich. Woo! Um, the more I've seen these jobs go down, like... I mean, Frank Reich's a good hire, by the way. That's that's a completely fine NFL head coach, good man, good hire. Um, but, like, the more I've seen what's going on in Denver and Arizona, it would have been a good year to have a, a head coach in need if you've already got a franchise quarterback. I'm not saying that what that – I'm not saying that means the Browns should have fired Kevin Stefanski. Do not get it twisted. What I'm saying is there were a lot of people saying, ah, you know what, not a great year. I don't know. I would have taken the Browns' job over the Panthers' job the Cardinals job, the Broncos job, and whatever the other, oh, the the godless Texans job. like It's godless? Yeah, I, I think the reason it is is Cal McNair's involved. That dude's into voodoo. Tell me I'm wrong on that one. That dude's into some things. Assless chaps to start. Um, assless chaps. Allegedly. Assless chaps and voodoo? For Cal McNair. That's a great combination. Yeah. Sounds like a podcast, but. Sounds like somewhere in Amsterdam. <laughs> Yeah, everything's legal in Amsterdam. Yeah, I, I anyway, think 
I think <laughs> I think the reason why all these head coaching like we who do we have Albert Albert talked about how teams this year were really trying to be uh, the, the NFL wanted this process spaced out a little bit more. Yep, and I think that's part of this. I also think I think a lot of these candidates have been leery of these jobs. I, now, not the Carolina job. I actually think if Carolina gets a Derek Carr, I think they'll be in the playoffs next year. I think that division is up for the taking as long as Lamar doesn't go to Atlanta. But, like, that's the good job. Arizona. Just get Lamar out of the AFC. Yes. I, I wonder for you. Remember, uh, it, I felt like this for a long time in the NBA where it felt like when there would be a mass exodus of, like, LeBron and in certain amount of superstars from the east to the west – how, like, within a year, there was guys begging back to go east because it was just too lopsided. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like the quarterback imbalance is so significant. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, and I'm not talking about, like, I'm not talking about, like, Josh Allen. I'm not talking about, like, um, Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes. But, like, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I would absolutely want to go to the NFC. This dude's been an NFL MVP. Every time the guy's been hurt, the Ravens have cratered. And the Ravens don't want to pay him, and people don't give the guy his flowers. So, like, if I think the easiest way... You're big into flowers I'm big into flowers. It's been, it's, I'm, I'm a bouquet of human emotions. But I kind of feel like if I'm Lamar, please send me to Carolina. Send me to Atlanta. Send me to Washington. And all of a sudden... People would talk about you the way that is appropriate. So that is the latest there. Frank Reich, the new hire in Carolina. I'm sure I, – I have a feeling now that one job's been filled, I think you're going to start to see things shake out pretty quickly here. That's typically how it goes. Like, it's always kind of like a domino effect mm-hmm. once somebody gets hired. Uh, by the way, Keith came in the studio. He's like, hey, uh, the Colts hired Frank Reich. Yeah. I'm like, did he just fire him? We were so confused. He's I, like, I was so confused. I was like, wow, that was bold. Here we and, thought. And by the way, I would put nothing past Ursay. No. no. Well, okay. Logical thought at this point. Yeah. Jim Ursay, has there if been. If Ursay brought back Frank Reich. It would actually be bold. That would be like the, the like the boldest of the bold. But then made him start Sam Ellinger all next year. <laughs> Just out of spite. Jeff Saturday made him realize how good Frank Reich was as a coach. <laughs> Man, that th- Jeff, Jeff Saturday's getting that job, guys. I guarantee it. He's getting it. Like, the fact that Jim Ursay, you know what? Can we take a moment to feel thankful? Jimmy Haslam has done some pretty wild things as Brown's owner. He's never done what Jim Ursay's doing in Indianapolis, where Jim Ursay is trying to, the, the team's trying to, oh, look, this is an honest job search. Jim Ursay's not sitting in on a, on a handful of the, on, on the interviews with these coaches. That's what's leaking out. So Jim Ursay clearly is throwing a billionaire temper tantrum until Chris Ballard looks at him and goes, ah, just right, hire I guess him. we'll just hire Saturday. Just do it. Just hire Jimmy's Jeff. never done that. As bad as things have been. So Ballard's just wasting his time going to these interviews, Yep. getting on private jets, going around the country, interviewing people, knowing full well that he's going to go back to Ursay, and Ursay is going to go, we're hiring Jeff. Yep. Haslam never did that. So while we're on the topic of the Browns, uh, Mary Kay Cabot was on uh, with the morning show today, and I thought it was interesting. I, one, if you guys didn't hear the interview, the whole thing was great, kind of setting up the Browns oh, offseason. She threw shade at Ken Carmen. I uh, loved it. Well, and I, I it, that was a long time coming. And it, you know what? He got her back. 
They were really good with the uh, capital the, of Michigan. The Michigan joke? Yeah, that was a really good – I didn't think Ken was going to do it, and he did it. I was very proud of him. Is it Grand Rapids? What is the capital of Michigan? It's Lansing. Oh, Lansing is the capital. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I was all morning thinking about that when I listened to the interview. I'm like, I know this, right? And I didn't. Um, and by the way, who cares? Yeah. No. Right? If you've like, ever been like, to Lansing or East Lansing, that's a big who cares. Like, like Upper Peninsula, Michigan is like a different state. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't really count that as part of Michigan. But because that's beautiful up there. Yeah. Everything else is just kind of. Yeah. It's not great, Bob. Yeah. It's not great. Kind of blah. But when she joined the morning show, she said something that not only did Ken and Anthony react to, uh, but in, and it was kind of a comparison of where the Bengals are with Joe Burrow and where the Browns are. But not only did they react to it, but I, I felt like Twitter was a wildfire. Here's what Mary Kay had to say. Bengals are just one win away from heading back to the Super Bowl. It's got a lot of Browns fans talking about what the Bengals are doing right and what the Browns are doing wrong. Is it really that much more than... They have Joe Burrow? Well, that has a lot to do with it. And now the Browns have their Joe Burrow. So let's see what they've got. It's time to see what they have. Uh, Whoa! 216 578 0092. Do the Browns have their own Joe Burrow? Isn't, guys, yeah, that is the phone number. Isn't, uh, and thank you, because 216 Um Do the Browns have their Joe Burrow? Isn't that what the whole point of trading for Deshaun Watson was? Well, you didn't trade for him to be your Skippy McNobody. Mc you didn't trade for him to be your Carson Wentz. You traded for him to be because he's supposed to be on the level of Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why you're paying the guy 200 plus million dollars. Yeah. Um, so I heard that this morning. I first heard that or I saw the headline on Twitter and Keith is like, oh, it's a little misleading. I'm like, I listened to the interview. I'm like, that's eh, pretty much what they said. Taking some strays today is Keith Britton from Dustin I love, Fox. I love Keith. Well, I just I don't know what anybody's reacting to. Well, here's, like, that's why you well, gave no, three she first. Said, well, I just said it. Yeah, in fairness, I didn't. I didn't say it's not necessarily what she said. I just said that, that that's not what I would have come out of the interview emphasizing. But that's fine. That was uh, the one thing I came away from the interview with. I mean, well, I'm with Nick. Like, I think it's pretty much common sense that that's yeah, why they did it. Well, They're hoping that he's their Joe Burrow. Like, what's changed from when they traded him and yeah, gave but, up yeah, two hundred thirty yeah, million here, dollars? But here's the thing, guys. It's different to say they traded for what they hope will be Joe Burrow mm -hmm. than saying they've got their Joe Burrow. I don't know. I well, don't. I think like, she's saying they've got what they believe is their Joe Burrow. Yeah, well, well, they, like, well, I don't know if well, that was her opinion. Well, that, but even then, like, um, if he's anything less than your Joe Burrow, it's an immense failure. Yes. You gave up $230 million. In multiple first-round picks. And I just, it's, I, this has happened a lot since the end of the season. And I've kind of, and it's not something I take umbrage with, but I've just paid attention to it. There just seems to be a whole score of people trying to either change the narrative on what that trade was supposed to be or what that trade will be off six games. I'm not saying you're going to be wrong, but I just don't get this rush to the uh, to the ticket line to get in to get or rather to the ticket station to get in line to say Deshaun Watson will never be your Joe Burrow. I I just it just feels incredibly premature. 2165780092. Uh, Jason Lockenfora at three, Ryan Hollins at four twenty, John Vacari joins us for the pulse at four, the five at five at five. But Mary Kay Cabot said something that I I thought made total sense. 
We apparently have an uh, an update on assless chaps coming your way here. They they sell them on Amazon. They sell everything on Amazon. Uh, Only five left in stock. Do you agree or disagree with the thought that Deshaun Watson is supposed to be the Browns Joe Burrow? I was listening to this morning and I was like, that's a fairly innocuous statement. Like, and and actually, that's not fair to say it that way because Mary Kay Cabot said that before Deshaun came off the suspension. I think I don't know specific to Joe Burrow, but when we when we talked about this, one of her great points was, you know, let, we you can't judge Kevin Stefanski until he gets a full season with his franchise quarterback. Has the bar really sunk that low after six games with Deshaun Watson? Um, to me, it certainly changed my opinion of what I thought about him prior to him starting any games in Cleveland. Um, I thought it was a, a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I think and, that's completely and, fair to say. And look, going into next season, I, I think that there are a lot of fans out there, including myself, that feel like this might not pan out. Yeah, I, I think it's okay. I think there's a difference between saying they, there's a little bit of concern for Deshaun Watson and all of a sudden the expectation is no longer for Deshaun to be the franchise quarterback. And I just... I just don't think we have enough sample size of Deshaun in Cleveland to to know how truly transcendent or great or not great he's going to be. Right. And so I, I think there's this, because you gave up so much, because you paid so much, both in draft collateral and fin- financial side of stuff, that you paid so much that because he wasn't a franchise quarterback in six games, we then look at it and go, well, I guess the whole thing's bleeped. And I, to what end? Like, who does it benefit? Like, or, or why would it benefit any of us to look at this and go, oh, he ain't it. Time to move on. No, you can't move on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you made this bed, Jimmy Haslam, mm-hmm. and now us Browns fans have to sleep in it. I don't even think Deshaun Watson, because where this goes to me is we, we start to find the next fall guy, right? Well, Baker Mayfield, is he a franchise quarterback? Well, the is next he fall not? guy is Kevin Stefanski. And, and I think that's the right way to say it. Like, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a lot more worried about Kevin Stefanski than I am Deshaun Watson. Because Kevin Stefanski, when 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 they Well, came, the only reason I'm worried about Stefanski is because I think he'll be the fall guy. Um, no, I'm worried so for me, I'm worried because Kevin Stefanski failed with leadership for the second straight year, and I'll be honest with you, I don't love having having guys come out and be like, "Ah, totally new offense next year." Like I don't think Stefanski's a, a great head coach. Mm-hmm. He, he, I mean, maybe he could be one day. I don't know. He's still really young, mm-hmm. so I'm not ruling that out. But I, I think there's a greater chance that Deshaun ends up falling flat on his face more so than Stefanski. Look what, what Stefanski did with um, Brissett the first twelve or eleven games. Well, but I, but it's so weird that Deshaun takes those bullets and not Kevin Stefanski because I because my counter could be. Well, but look, like, what matters more, Deshaun's six games this year or Deshaun's first fifty-four games in his NFL career? You know, like, right. and and I and one of the our guests coming up at three o'clock, Jason Lockenfora has been has is has went out on this hill first thing, and one of the first guys to ever talk bad about Deshaun and his expectations was that Deshaun Watson will never be a good quarterback again. That's a great take. That is a great thing to say. And by the way, do I have definitive evidence that I can throw in his face and and Yahtzee, it ain't happening. He's going to be great. No. It also doesn't make it true. 
And it's just, it's less I want to defend Deshaun. And it's more, I just don't see the value in writing him off. I don't think he was writing him off. I'm certainly not writing him off. I think some people have and will. I think if you don't expect him to be a franchise quarterback, that, not if you doubt it a little bit. That I totally oh, I've get. got, I, I, listen, of course I expect him to be a franchise quarterback. Why would I not? Mm-hmm. So that's my, my point. But the doubt is there because of what we saw for six games this year. I still have a stronger sense that Deshaun Watson, after a full offseason, uh, hopefully a quiet offseason, and a few changes to this team, I have, I, I still have more faith that he's going to be, at some point in the next two years, the what you traded for him to be, which was not Joe Burrow, by the way. Uh, somebody on Twitter, I think it's uh, uh, Streak. Streak. Sometimes it looks close to Steak, and then I think about Steak. However, Streak saying on Twitter, and Twitter reaction brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, saying at this moment, Mahomes and Burrow look like they're in their own class. This is why, and, and I, by the way, I agree with what he said. Just just that first line of his tweet. And that's why I think it's honestly, like, it's it's a ridiculous conversation to even think about. Like, when, when Mary Kay says they're Joe Burrow, she's not saying literally Joe Burrow. Like, Joe Burrow and, and Patrick Mahomes right now are on a different level. They're a franchise What she's really saying is that they've got their franchise quarterback yes. or who they believe is their franchise yes. quarterback. So, as long as Deshaun is a top six quarterback – in the next three to five years, we that's what he is on average. I don't give a damn if he's not Joe Burrow. There's one Joe Burrow. There's one Patrick Mahomes. Like, do I think uh, Deshaun Watson physically has the talent of those guys and mentally deserves to be in the with his ability as a processor? Yes, but like, it. Yeah, I don't like you're you're comparing Joe Burrow at his zenith. This is as well as anybody has thought of or spoke of Joe Burrow. And you're comparing Deshaun Watson at its absolute, this is the lowest the stock can go. Or, sorry, this is the lowest the stock is going to this point. Yeah. So, it's it, to me, it, it is a bit of apples to oranges because it's it, at the same point, the things that you, people used to doubt Deshaun are also things that should be used in defense of Deshaun from this last year. Like, it's tough for me to say, well, he didn't play for two years and he played like crap for six games, so he'll never be that quarterback again. Well, but isn't that why he played like crap? On top of um, well, what that, I would that, say, that, a that's very cer- that's certainly plausible, but there's also part of me can, that, that says, I mean, for an elite athlete to come out and not look even close to hit what he was is a little concerning. I thought uh, he's going to come off as Deshaun uh, apologist, so it's not meant that way. I I feel like I've said this on air, and I'll say it again. I felt like the closer you got to the end of the season more actual glimpses you got of the real deal. Like, if you put the first two games, the the Texans and Bengals games, up against the Commanders and Steelers games, I think you saw a different quarterback. And I th- we put all this weight on the ending to the Steelers game. Guys, quarterbacks not named Deshaun Watson would have that end of game. It's the end of a season. And, oh, by the way, they knew you were throwing the ball. Quarterback Joe Burrow in that exact scenario would have gotten teed off on as well. But I think we've just, I just, it's less about don't have concern about Deshaun Watson. It's more about let's not, just because of six games, let's not 
just throw the thing in reverse and just say, oh, we're moving the bar for Deshaun. No, the bar is uh, a franchise quarterback. And if you don't do it, it should be regarded as the greatest failure the Cleveland Browns have ever committed. But I don't see a reason right now why, like, again, I'll, I'll say it as simple as this. I feel right now I'm still more confident Deshaun will be what you traded him to be than I am concerned that he might not. And I think after six games, I think anything more than that is is not speaking to you, Dusty, right. but I'm speaking to like, because I, I feel like it's a little bit of prisoner of the moment. And, I, and, it, and it does feel a little bit of, here we go again, same old Browns. And I just, I got the concerns. I'm right there with you guys. I saw the same six games you guys did. Yep. But like, <clears throat> if the Browns, it's the Browns' job to help Deshaun Watson become the guy that he was in Houston. So I think putting it all on Deshaun is even something I'm uncomfortable with. I don't, I, after watching and hearing what people have said about the final six games, I don't know the Browns, for all of what he did with Jacoby Brissett, I don't know Kevin Stefanski and the Browns mastered the handoff for Deshaun Watson. If the, if the offense needs to change that dramatically, it means you never built an offense around him in the first place. Which is I, I don't know that me. they did. I mean, I I think they had an offense that was built for Brissett, and when Watson came in, I think they, you know, tried to adapt and evolve a little bit. But I I just don't know that there was enough time, and I don't think that. Well, I know what we saw was not an offense that was built for Deshaun Watson, the player that was uh, in Houston in 2020. And doesn't it feel like? we should be holding the Browns and Kevin Stefanski more accountable than that, yeah. than, than maybe Deshaun. For sure. And I still can't believe a team that was like, uh, listen, we're still technically in the playoff spot, and uh, we got this $230 million uh, toy that we're going to play with, and let's go ahead and experiment. That that There's another thought that is just beyond the line of like reasoning to me, no matter how smart the people in that front office are. 216 <laughs> I almost started doing the hotline. No, I just started doing a different number in my head. <laughs> like when you I said, give it out the Charlotte number. When I well, when I went two one six, I started saying three three zero in my head, and I'm like, that's not the next numbers I need to worry about. And then I did it for the end of that too. You guys couldn't hear it, but basically my brain broke in half while trying to say two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Have your expectations changed for Deshaun Watson? Because the the noise of the response. To what Mary Kay said with the morning show today. I, I don't know if it was just a, a vocal minority on Twitter, but it sure seemed like a lot of people are just have have set sail on Deshaun and that they're the opposite of where I am. Let's go with Drake. Welcome to the show, Drake. What you got for us, bud? How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Good, Dustin, I'm kinda I'm I'm kinda disappointed, man. You're a player, but every time the players are involved in the discussion, you always be negative against the players. What are you talking about? Right. Just, you know, when we discuss the players, um, you know, like the cornerback the for, Buff- for um, Buffalo, one for St. Louis, Marshawn, the ones you, you know, with that college with, or just people you know in the league, when when you have an output, it's, it's, it's kind of negative against the player and always taking the front office side. I don't understand how the expectations for somebody who was off for 700 days was to come back and make a team and, and have a team go 6-0 and when he hasn't played in two years. Just imagine you getting back out there after two years trying to cover somebody. You'll get burnt every time, and you would know it. Well, but I got burnt every, every time grow, anyway. <laughs> as you get got as those you seven tackles, grow, you'll get better. <laughs> Stolen from me. Yeah. All I'm saying is 
This we we've seen this guy play at elite level before. So why are we acting like we haven't? But there there are quarterbacks out here who, well, who we re- haven't seen real quick, play at Drake, elite level that Drake, we're given the benefit of doubt. Real quick, buddy. So I, For, what I would off, say, by is, the way, just just let me have a rebuttal here. All right. I was the one that fought you and everybody else that maybe not you so much, but some other people. When I said there's going to be rust mm-hmm. for this guy. Well, so um, this isn't about me and you. It's about and you and I Drake. just said I have a little doubt. I'm not like being <laughs> negative. I also just said I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback. So real well, quick, though, you had said something that I think is really important. People hear you what you want to hear. You had, you had said, Drake, well, we've seen it before. In fairness, well, most Browns fans haven't. Like, uh, and, and I'm not trying to disparage people in town, but well, I, the amount of people who watched. This was, the guy we, this was the guy we were supposed to draft in the first place. We just had a bad GM who, dra- who didn't want him. We, we traded him to Houston. So I, I, I've been watching Deshaun Watson since he came out of high school. He's elite. It's, I watched him since middle school. nobody that we've had in our franchise history that is good as him. Ever. Nobody. I actually was in Georgia, and I thank you for the call there. I was actually in Georgia just scouting elementary players for, you know, the hope that one day they might be NFL players. And I actually, I said in fourth grade for Deshaun Watson, I said, that's a, that guy's going to be a franchise yeah, quarterback. Franchise quarterback worth $230 million. I, that exact number. Um, no, I, I respectfully to the point about, well, we've seen this. No, the, the, one of the biggest concerns about trading for a guy and not knowing when you're going to see him is whatever the first impression was, that was going to be the lasting impression. Because it's different to say you watched him in Houston and, oh, we've watched him here. And, and in this context, in this uh, this situation. So that's the, only re- that's the only part of that that I disagree with. Like, I don't blame Browns fans for, for being concerned about Deshaun. It's this idea that we should all of a sudden not expect him to be a franchise quarterback, which effectively is what Mary Kay Cabot was saying when we're having the conversation about being Joe Woods. And and by the way, week one, because I, I think this is a precursor of things, Dustin. Yeah. Week one, if Deshaun Watson doesn't ball out, I think we've just started to see the people, and it's not just in Cleveland. I, I think around the country. If Deshaun doesn't ball out or start to ball out in those first eight games, there's not going to be a Watson defender left in the NFL. I'm talking about as a, as a football player no, thinking I, he'll be a franchise quarterback. I I, th- I think it could be even shorter than that. I think it's okay to maybe move move the expectations a little bit, right? Like, Dustin, if you said, I now think he's going to be the ninth best quarterback in the NFL versus who right now is either the best or second best quarterback in Joe Burrow, I can kind of see that after six games, right? But I, I continue to go back to a lot had to go wrong for the Cleveland Browns for Deshaun Watson to look that bad across six games. And it starts with Stefanski. It starts with um, some of the experimenting that they did in terms of how they use him. And, I mean, I would think if I had a quarterback that hadn't played in 700 days, his best friend would be the potential future Hall of Fame running back yeah. that he just turns around and hands the ball off to. That didn't happen. So I don't think the Browns prioritized winning with Deshaun. I think they prioritized trying out their new $230 million toy, and I think I think that hurt Deshaun too. Yeah, that, that probably put too much pressure on him too. Yeah, I think you that's know? fair, especially like they, they should in December. Have, they should have just ran, like you said, ran the ball 25 times a game or 30 times a game. You got Hunt, you got Chubb. 
and and just take a little bit of stress off of Deshaun Watson. Well, and I think every time they lost, and I think I really felt like it be, it began with the Bengals game. Yeah. Every time they lost, that pressure didn't fall hardly anywhere else other than Deshaun Watson. And so if you go back to that Bengals game, really ask yourself, did the Browns put Deshaun in the best position to win? And even if not that game, what about the Saints game? He made some big boy throws in that Saints game. That's yeah. his best game. But, like, they were also asking his receivers who hadn't played with him outside of the last three weeks before that to catch daggers <laughs> in sub-zero temperature. And again, none of this is to say, ah, bleep the Browns. None of this is to say, bleep Deshaun. But if you want to maybe tweak your expectations for Deshaun, I get it. But man, it just feels like feels like a lot of people have already moved. And you know what? Maybe that's just what we've done because, I mean, think about it. Our, our cycle used to be, ah, Josh McCown's going to come in. He's going to be your bridge quarterback. Josh McCown is not good enough. Now we got to go to Deshaun Kaiser. Well, now Deshaun Kaiser's not good enough. we got to move to Baker. Is Baker a franchise quarterback? Like, this is, I, I think some of the reaction is also 20 years of bouncing from quarterback to quarterback. Let's go with Matt. Matt, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, fellas, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting a little sick of everybody here treating Deshaun with kid gloves, you know. Um, you know, I just had your producer just throw some stats down my throat. You know, top five quarterback back in Houston, you know, set all these, you know, records or whatever for his franchise. You know, I don't know why we thought he was going to come in to a, to a problem-scattered franchise like the Browns and solve all of our problems, right? You know, we saw Jacoby Brissett. You know, if he was maybe a little bit better in, in, you know, some of the later parts of those games, you know, we could have won them. But, again, the quarterback position was never our problem, you know. And, again, I don't know why we thought Sean was just going to be able to solve all those. Matt, can you be honest? Are you or have you ever been called a Baker bro? (laughs) You know, I I wanted to ride with six. I wanted to ride with him. But I, I was the first one to hop off the train when everything started going south, you know. He, Baker wasn't the answer either, and I. And to be honest with you, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I just worry about Deshaun. I worry we sunk two hundred thirty million into this guy, and we're not going to be able to to get anything out of him. Matt, we're we, back at score that, one in two years. That's the scary part. We appreciate you, bud. Okay, but uh, listen, playing devil's advocate here, if Deshaun goes out there and throws for three hundred yards week one, and the mm-hmm. Browns win, aren't all your fears going to be alleviated? Oh God, if, yeah. If he goes out, and, and yeah. But the, may, pro- the problem is we've got to wait. You know eight what? Months. You know what? All right. So this is actually a fair. We've done this with Kevin Stefanski. You you talked uh, last was it last week? We talked about whether Kevin Stefanski was was game to game, whether that's how he was going to be judged. How you feel about Stefanski is one hundred percent how I feel about Deshaun Watson. Unless Deshaun Watson goes out there in the first six games of next year, it's just. Bullet, bullet, we're just talking about knocking down games, 300-yard games, four-touchdown games. Unless it's that, that's in, until the Browns win, or unless the Browns win, that's how we're going to react to Deshaun every single week. It is week to week until he does something consistently extraordinary. And by the way, in fairness, that's totally what the well, bar should well, be starting next also year. Also win. You know, if he goes out there and doesn't put up these monstrous numbers like Burrow does but still starts the season five and one. Mm-hmm. I think that takes some pressure off. 
I think that'll last, I think that'll last about another three or four weeks after that. Well, it depends what happens those next three or four weeks. Well, but I mean, uh, let's say you start if eight you and start two. Eight and, eight and two. Look oh, at that. Jinx. Let's go buy, the Ross Tucker buy here. Me a Coke. With, well, buy me some golf shoes. I did. New hiking you, shoes? No. Why do I have to buy you things? Because this is like Pretty Woman, and you're Richard Gere, and I'm Julia Roberts. But you're not. Okay. Didn't need to be hateful here. It's your Friday, after all. Thought you'd be in a good mood on that one. I am in a good mood. Um, I don't like hairy men. That's fair. Uh, I am hairy, and I'm a man. That makes sense. Um, where were we going? I don't know. It was really important wherever it was. If you start 8-2, and two, but Deshaun Watson has a quarterback rating of 60, I don't know the winning's going to be enough. I, I think that is kind of the underbelly of the conversation we're having. You you were winning with Baker Mayfield, and the stats didn't matter to a point. Well, Baker had 26 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers had 42. Well, who cares? You're winning. Until you didn't win enough, or until Baker's performance hit uh, a point where it, like Matt said, well, a quarterback was never the, op, uh, never the issue, uh, the Cleveland Browns disagree with you. Because the Cleveland Browns did everything they could last offseason to say, it's all Baker Mayfield. Uh, we need and don't in the room. And then we, we saw what they did. Let's go with Michael. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, Michael. Yes. The first thing we got to address, are we going to get Jerry Shirt and Walter Johnson's great-grandchildren to play defensive tackle? And are we going to get a Sean Payton in here? We have a team. We have a, we have a good team. This is coming from coaching because we had a third-string quarterback coming to the league, played like a first-string quarterback, and they couldn't make a game plan for him to win with two outstanding running backs, okay, and a big offensive line. It's coaching. There's nothing. LaShawn, like you said, you guys said something that made sense. He hasn't played for 700 days, and he will never be on. How, how, old, is, how old is Aaron Watson? How old is he? Uh, he's 27, I believe. Going to be 28. Now, you going to tell me if you were guaranteed at 27 years old a quarter of a billion dollars, pressure is going to hit you? That dude is set. It's, not, it's pressure on the fans because we know we need Sean Payton here and we need defensive tackles. It's simple as that. Well, uh, I'll get, guys. by the way, real quick, Michael, and we appreciate you. I'll get the uh, scouting report on Jerry Shirk's grandson. I, I don't, he could be actually a little too young to play in the NFL. I don't know about that. Um, have you been scouting him? Yeah, I think uh, since he was in fourth grade, and I said that's a, a $50,000 defensive tackle there in 12 years. Um, yeah, here's the problem. We're not talking about the pressure for Deshaun of living up to $230 million. That money's, money's that money. He's got that money. We're talking about a guy, and I, I think people have made some really good points on this one. You're talking about a guy who was the face of the NFL – uh, face of one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL, who everybody agreed was one of the best people in the NFL. And then during a very messy divorce with his old team, it came out, uh, all these allegations came out that slandered his reputation. Fairly or unfairly, that's the pressure. Deshaun Watson isn't playing for money anymore. The, the check's cleared. He's going to get $230 million from the Cleveland Browns. The pressure Deshaun Watson is playing for is his legacy and his reputation. Because right now, listen, it's not just people that are concerned. There are There's a fair amount of the league. I'm talking about people in the NFL, some guys because of what he got paid, other guys for other reasons, 
It's a fair amount of league and fans that don't want Deshaun Watson to succeed. Of course, we so. can say we can say, oh well, the check's cleared. Who cares? You in in case you've never been despised at that level or judged at that level, way easier to say than actually is to to have experienced and, and to empathize with. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.